I like when Ollie shot the hole through that monster. Fatality. Ollie wins. We've, we've clearly got a lot in common with nine-year-olds. Friends and welcome to a jam-packed, bumper-sized, cosmic-scale edition of Ranger Nation podcast. This is a Ranger Nation conversation by fans for fans. Which fans? You fans. My name is Jay, and we've got a full house today. Finally, the gang is all assembled. The band is back together because this is what we've been waiting for. It's a big old roundtable, long-awaited review of something. It is the final, for now, season of Power Rangers, for now, Cosmic Fury. We've got a lot of thoughts and a lot to say, so without further ado, let's get to it, to it. So introducing first, he's nice, he's precise, he certainly isn't concise, he's Bryce. Oh. The man whose opinion spreads fear across the galaxy. Please welcome John. Happy Halloween. He loves the feel of Ninja Steel. The suit most definitely still fits, but it's not Mick, it's Mike. Hello. A man who has a lot to say about toys, but since they only made about two for Cosmic Fury, he's probably going to be silent this entire time. Hello, Jason. Hey. And finally, from the strange, inespotable, inespotable, inespitable planet of Texas, it's Seth. Baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. For those who don't know, that w- that was a Persona joke. Persona three? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what just happened. So, I mean, we may as well call it a night now. But if not, this is how we're going to try and do this. We're going to lay this out similar to our lightning round discussions. I'm going to ask specific questions about specific aspects of the show, and we'll all go back and forth in our thoughts on them. This isn't one of those reviews where it's really just a recap with no real insight. So it's just kind of like, and then Zato fell into a portal, and then they found an altar, and then boom, Javi's arm is gone. It's gone. It's fucking gone. He's gone into shock. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're going to go in-depth. Spoilers from the start, and what better place to start than the characters? So why not let's start? Why, why not let's just go there? Why not let's just go there? Why not let's just start with... <laughs> Oh my god. Did you just prove that Once and Always had good writing? Oh my god. Holy holy crap, they were ahead of the curve. Wow. We've done it. So, (laughs) without disrupting that any further, we're going to discuss our favourite heroic member of Team Cosmic Fury. Because, speaking for myself, this I feel like a real strength of the season overall, and I think we could get some quite diverse opinions and thoughts here on characters, so... You know the rules. I'll say your name. You give me your answer. And after that, we'll talk about our picks. We'll go back and forth. So let's start with the famous internet negative arsehole himself, John. Who is your favorite hero character from Cosmic Fury? Uh, to my great surprise, it was kind of Ion. He kind of did a complete 180 from Dino Fury. He was actually enjoyable. Okay. I, um, I am inclined to agree with that. Let's go to Bryce. I also have to go with Ion. He went from being like my second least favorite character in Dino Fury to my favorite character in Cosmic Fury. There we go, Mike. Oh, I I might actually have to say Harvey. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Harvey. Such conviction too. <laughs> <laughs> like none of these are arguable. To, I mean, there's only been two so far, but none of them are arguable choices so far. Really, I'd say. Uh, Jason. 
Uh, probably Ion as well, but I think that some of the characters that got overshadowed in Dino Fury a little bit actually stood out a little bit more in Cosmic Fury, so there might be two or three that I could pick, but I think Ion was the most uh, different from his previous version. Okay, very good. Agreed. Uh, Seth? I never thought I'd say it, but Ion. <laughs> See, yeah, I thought we were in quite a mix here, and we've not. We've all gone kind of like the same way, because my pick was going to be Ion as well, but I almost feel like... Uh, that's that's too that's too consistent. So I will can't have order on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike's already picked Javi, and Javi would have been a really good pick too. Um, I I will be that guy, and I will say Amelia, which again is quite surprising. But we will. Uh, we'll save my we'll, thoughts for later. We'll come back to that. So, uh, yes, we're going. Quite a few of us picked Ion, so why not? Let's just start there. Hey, um, uh, John, you you started us off, so go on. Because I agree. I think Ion overall was my favorite too. So, go ahead. Like I said, it just they actually made him a character. Like he's not just vaguely and strangely from Texas, but actually you know. did things this time. Yeah. Um. Just overall, I think they really stepped up. Um, for the character, they gave him more than just being the quote-unquote funny guy who wasn't really all that funny. It felt like he, more than any other character, in my opinion, actually had like a consistent arc going throughout the whole series. Not the whole series, but this whole season. Um, in relation to like his friendship with Zato and him just trying to protect and save Zato and all that. I, I was actually buying their friendship a lot more than I did in Dino Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, agreed. Jason, you also picked Ion? Yeah, well, everybody's kind of said what they did about him, which kind of covers what I wanted to say. But, um, you know, there were parts where whenever he was funny in Dino Fury, it kind of fell flat. This time, you know, there were some good little quips and lines that he had that looked a little bit more natural whenever he's telling Billy, oh, look at that young man go or whatever. That was my favorite, and, you know, my that, favorite moment. Yeah. That, you know, that's say. one of my favorite lines in the whole thing. And, but then you also get to see kind of a different side to him as he's start, starting to slowly realize what's going on with Zato and something's not quite right and, and things. And I think it just made him a more compelling character this go-round. And um, just mad props to both Jordan and Russell. I thought they were the weakest actors in Dino Fury, but they ended up, I think, putting in the best performances in Cosmic Fury. Uh I mean, obviously, that's going to be debatable. I think we can get to acting a little bit later on. Um, that's why I said I thought. We've only just started the podcast, Bryce. Come on now. <laughs> so, um, Mike, you picked Javi. That's, a, that's, an, that's, that's not Ion. That's not Ion at all. It's not. And you know what's very interesting? I spoke with my nephew yesterday. He is nine years old. He told me in his own he's words. Far, he's far too old for Power Rangers. <laughs> he told me he watched Cosmic Fury oh, a bazillion times is how many times he's seen it. Um, wow. And I asked him, I went, who's your favourite one? And he said, Ion. Hey, there uh, you go. See, he clearly did something. Um, yeah. We've, uh, we've clearly got a lot in common with nine-year-olds. However, he said his favourite suit was Zato, so therefore I was like, ooh, you haven't got good taste. Oh. oh, um, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should have prefaced it with that, maybe. <laughs> oh. But, um, maybe it's because... Uh, I've only seen the series or the season once. I don't know if others here have seen it more than once. Um, I actually felt with Ion, I liked him towards the end, but I felt like at the beginning of the season, 
he felt just kind of like, oh, Zato, oh, I want Zato. And it just kind of got annoying to me. That's why I didn't pick Ion because of that early half of the season. Um, Harvey, I just think he, again, it's more more that he was more of a step up from Dino Fury um, in terms of character and also in terms of acting as well, in my opinion. Um, whereas the other strong characters from Dino Fury almost had a bit of a step down or just a sidelining in terms of not as good. They were just still the same. Whereas I feel like Harvey improved on the previous two years as a character, more enjoyable to watch. And he has a cool arm, which, you know, that's going to help. He did that, the scene with the arm. I kind of obviously referenced it in my intro there. Um, but like all joking aside, for me, that was when I think I kind of realized, oh, hang on, hang on, this season's this season's going places I wasn't expecting this season to go to straight off the bat in the first episode because it was just like a pretty dramatic moment overall with like pretty like long lasting stakes. Like he didn't, he did obviously he, he got a new arm and the new arm functioned as basically an arm, but he didn't like Mm. magically get his arm back. It didn't go back to the status quo. It was like long lasting, like, you know, permanent effects and like the stakes of that in, in a show like Power Rangers is really quite rare. And it's one of those things where, like, in some ways it's laughable when they go back to the base and the first thing that, like, Izzy says is, like, oh, but he he uses both arms to play guitar. And, like, in some ways that's kind of, like, one of those things that you think, is that priorities right? But I guess for that character, it really kind of is when you think of it yeah. like, as a teenager whose whole life kind of revolves around that one thing. Um, that really is quite a powerful thing. And then, I don't know, it was just, he, Javi overall felt like the heart of the show to me. I feel like it would have been a good opportunity to have some like more of a Arrested Development style puns in regards to like the what the Doctor's scenes are from the show with in regards to um, Abby's arm. So like by saying he won't be all right because he only has his left arm and things like that. But that's just oh. my sense of humour. Power Rangers could never be that funny. Before I proceed, is this... Are we just on positives right now? Because I do actually have a lot to say about Javi, but I might be the only one here who might not be the most positive about him right now. Um. So overall, uh, again, I'm going to state for anyone listening, this is overall, I feel like I need to get this out before Bryce starts, Mr. Non-Concise. We are overall <laughs> very positive about this season. So Yes, yes what, I, I, do like, you... I do like Cosmic Fury as a whole. What you are about to hear does not reflect the opinions of Ranger Nation podcast as a whole. Go ahead, Bryce. <laughs> okay. But don't take I... too long. We've got a lot to get through. Jesus. All right. Long story short, I, th- I think they did. They put, um, they went in the right direction with Javi, but I think they rushed his whole losing the arm, getting getting a new one and getting reacclimated to it. I think that was a little too fast to the point where it just kind of felt like once we were at the third episode, Bobby went back to not mattering like he always has. That's just me. I think that the arm thing and getting used to the new arm could have been like a, like just not necessarily a storyline, but just sort of like a season long thing, but it just felt like. We only have 10 episodes. (laughs) I I am a. I said. Not a storyline, but a just just a season long thing of just him getting used to the arm. Maybe the arm just works out, or he has trouble with or difficulties with it in fight scenes. Just anything that wasn't just okay. 
Simon explained as well in a, one of the Q&As he did following the, the show that they had to work with special disability boards to show that people couldn't be upset over him now being disabled and they couldn't show too much of a struggle. They had to have more of a positive message into it, which is probably why they didn't have anyone like distraught over the fact that he lost an arm. Uh, but also the fact of not having him struggle too much to an adjustment. You had the guitar bit briefly, but I think they had to show. I think at the end of the day, it's one of the rare occasions when it's a kid show really is an excuse. Simon said they weren't really allowed to too in depth with the a trauma of the, that also i think given their time constraints their content constraints and maybe even them just realizing their own creative constraints they did it as well as they could far better than i ever expected them to right right i agree I'm what, what is what is modern power rangers if not a really intense game of simon says i <laughs> I no, I I agree, and I think to counter what you're saying, Bryce, and I I understand where you're coming from. It was like a, it was a longer show, or it had more time to do this, or more time to do this. All of those things that you hinted at, it did do. It just did it in a very, I don't, it wasn't even an elevated pace for me. The pace never felt off in any aspect of the show. But I feel like obviously he lost the arm. He didn't then immediately get the arm and fight in that same episode, or even the next episode. I think. He worked on the arm and he struggled with the arm and it wasn't working the way it was supposed to work for at least three or four episodes. Like, I which when you think is almost half of the season. Not even being that. It, that might be something I need to rewatch because I don't recall there really being any real struggle outside of that initial scene where Billy's helping him learn how to play the guitar. And then after that, the arm thing is basically a non-issue. He does it in the fight later in that same episode. He does it in the there fight. There were several scenes where his his arm was like malfunctioning and yes, yeah, gave him super strength and it's a recurring thing for a few episodes. Had this been a regular season of Power Rangers, it would have been over in one episode, you know, kind of thing. exactly, exactly. Right. I think we 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 can't kind of fixate on those things. It's kind of I hate to be that kind of guy who says, oh well, you know, because it is a kid show, we have to think of this, or for Power Rangers standards, we have to think of this. But I think looking at it objectively. Um, like the improvements that it made to the storytelling and the things that we got which were good I think were genuinely good and when it is that good then you can overlook some of the things where you think well maybe we could have done this because what's there is actually good anyway you can forgive some of the transgressions when the thing that's, it's it's kind of like the issue where a lot of recent seasons have had where they've been overall so bad that you can the, the stuff that is alright you can't really focus on because it's so bad with Cosmic Fury so much is good the the issues the only issues I really have are generally just nitpicks and I can openly say right. that the nitpicks um, and mm-hmm. I I, th- I think any issue with Javi I'll be honest I think is a nitpick I think we have to kind of accept it as such Seth you didn't talk about Ion and you're from Texas I felt well represented on screen <laughs> <laughs> that's presentation all matters speaking of representation and we're gonna yeah, go to the we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the man who considers considers himself blue more than anything else on this one. We've done the hero characters. We're now going to talk about the villain characters, and I think this one's not going to be as diverse a choice as I thought the last one was going to be because I think we're all gonna have a very solid pick for our favorite villain of the show. So that's why I'm going to go to Bryce first on who your favorite villain was in Cosmic Fury. Well, this ain't even a question. It's Ollie. 
There we go. That's what I thought it was going to be. So now we'll go to the rest of the table and see who else picks Ollie. Jason? Uh, Ollie. John? I'm sorry, but it's Zed. <laughs> to be, to that, that's fair, to be fair. I think he's, he's also extremely good. Uh, Seth? The man in the edgy armor, it's Ollie. <laughs> Mike? I'm going to throw a curveball to everyone's way. Mucus. She's a villain in this one. Oh, she she's a villain, and she has her slight redemption, I suppose, in this one. But she, I thought I just felt like she. From the start. But she's Mike. a villain. She's does she count? Mike, you're going to be the next person I tell off. <laughs> <laughs> also, my dummy, I thought he, I thought he said Nukas, the friggin' Beetleborg's villain, and I was so confused for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone else would remember that but you, Bryce. Um, if she doesn't count, then yeah, I'll go with Ollie. But if she counts, Mucus. I think technically she had a redemption last season. I think they, uh, they ended pretty good. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, she's, she's a monster by the end of the season. But yes, she's good, I suppose. You, so. can't, dis- you can't discriminate against that. Uh, <laughs> fine. I'll, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with. Actually, no. The more I think about it, I'm willing to. I'm willing to count Mucus just because I don't think her redemption happened until this season. So I'm, I'm with Mike here. He can. He can have Mucus. I'm going to stick for Mucus just so that I have more interesting talking points other than reiterating everyone's well, just all the points. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Team Mucus. Uh, okay, and I'm going to pick Ollie. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Ollie and Zed are good picks. Um, John, you pick Zed. Uh, let's start there because he's—it's funny—he's not even the big bad and the real, I guess, technical big bad. No one's actually picked. Um, we can discuss that as well. Um, but Zed was a—I'd a, say—a genuine highlight of his season. Go for it. I just think that as bad as we thought he was in Dino Fury, they really seemed to have made a point to fix all of the issues we had. The suit looked better, or at least they had a better actor in it. His voice mm. was better. His characterization was better. He actually felt like he was Zed. He felt like he was a real threat. I think they did a really good job addressing all of our issues. I think the um, the difference in voice actor alone was phenomenal. Um, I think that's what happened. You got like a genuine... So it was a Fred... Tati, um, Bryce, you might know how to pronounce the name better than I do. I actually have no idea. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fred Tatishiore, I think I want to say. He's a very prolific voice actor. He's done tons of things, not just like kid shows. He's kind of, he in fact was the voice, I believe, of Goldar in the movie. Oh, the uh, Crispy Cream, I presume, was. Uh, I was, was going to say, he didn't have much dialogue today. All <laughs> him. Um, Growling. He was he was exceptional. He wasn't he wasn't like an identical sound alike to um the original Robert voice. Axelrod. The name escaped me. Robert Axelrod, thank you. Um but he was close enough and the performance was distinct and strong enough that he became almost like like his own character in that regard, in a way that from what I saw of Zed in Dino Fury really didn't. Um and he was just great. His dialogue was great. Some of the writing around what, like, his character arc was great. Like, he was, like, this kind of curmudgeonly old, like, grandpa of a villain that didn't understand these crazy youths of today. 
And he also had this like really like weird but like oddly effective like almost like father son relationship with Ollie. Mm, he did actually, which was almost like the driving um, point for those two characters throughout the show up until like the end. Um, but it was just really really effective, and it made him quite a multi-dimensional villain during the course of this show. Uh, but I've already mentioned him now. Uh, this, he is the son to Zed's father. It's Ollie. Uh, he's obviously the, maybe the standout overall character in the entire show. So anyone who picked Ollie, go. Go for it. Go for <laughs> it. I think, you know, sometimes whenever you have a good character go bad, they tend, they tend to ham it up or cheese it up a little bit more because they're playing a bad person. Whereas I think Ollie just he played it very well. It, 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 was a, it was a very believable performance for me. It was. It's campy, but not cringy. Yeah, yes. there we go. That's right. Yeah, no, perfect. It. Yeah, great. It was, I think, a similar, obviously not identical, but a similar kind of like campy but not cringy performance as Rancic in Time Force. Very different character, of course, but that level of he's over the top, but he's not so over the top that it's off putting, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, believable in that role. It was, uh, it was very, very good. Right, right up to the edge of being a mustache twirling cartoon villain, but not over that edge. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think obviously his, uh, him having probably the best suit in the show helps as well. But um, like I just like the dynamic as well between him and Amelia. Like maybe wasn't as um like elaborated on as it could have been, but it was never like shied away from. But like the fact that you know they were in a relationship and now you know he's gone bad. And she's trying to bring him back and was that constant struggle between them and then like her constantly worrying about him and bringing him back and stuff like that. I feel like there was just a lot of elements to it that really worked. Well, and he was also playing everybody too because he's like, oh, you know, this worked. And so he got got out of the jail cell or he went and saw his mom, you know, and everything. And he was kind of playing both sides there. And it just kind of felt nice instead of somebody just going completely off the walls with it, it kind of felt like a believable performance. Yeah, that scene with his mom was great. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else picked Ollie? Uh, Seth, I believe you did. He's just a really fun, campy villain. I already liked Ollie in the first two seasons, and this was just a wonderful extension of him. <laughs> uh, Bryce, you also picked Ollie, and I believe you also liked Ollie in Dino. Oh yeah, Ollie was already my favorite character in Dino Fury, and he ended up just being, again, with Ion, one of the characters in Cosmic Fury that I thought was just consistently good from start to finish. Added, added points for having an original suit that looked amazing. I, I loved Evil Ollie's suit. There was a moment where I can't remember was it was it one of the little weird slug monsters on that planet where when the Cosmic Fury Rangers escaped. He just shot it through the stomach at point blank range. It was almost like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Yeah, yeah that was that was great. That was so good. Again, all of these elements just kind of like I'd I'd go as far to say he's if not the best, he's definitely one of the best like evil ranges in the entire franchise. I'll agree with that. I, I'd agree on that. Yeah, yeah. So um, other villains that we've not really talked about the. Um, Actually, one villain that we've not really talked about there was Mucus. I think there's a reason why we didn't talk about this, but Mike apparently wants to. So I, 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 I think, if I'm being completely honest, perhaps I've watched a little too much 
preschool aimed at literally all toddlers TV content with my daughter, who is two. It's called Power Rangers. Oh, no. <laughs> Basically, I just found myself laughing the most at Mucus's lines, like her line delivery, the dialogue, obviously when it was in the monster form, the ADR and stuff like that. Um, she was just, she genuinely seemed funny, which I find rare in comical villains nowadays. Ollie was great as a genuinely evil one, um, and all the points that have been made by others fully agree. Great suit, great acting, great kind of like the delivery and everything, and then like the fitting the, for the pacing and, and every, everything top notch. I liked it, but Mucus made me laugh. <laughs> Ollie's really good. Ollie's fantastic, but Mucus. <laughs> she, she was she was funny and she was cute while being funny like again i think this is where i've been watching a lot of like little girls content i've i've just i've been just clarify that you've got a young daughter you're just making sure I said, and i said she's two um but i think that's probably why i found on I, yeah i just remember when i was watching it i did found it funny i didn't find her funny in dino fury but yeah so if she counts Good old mucus. She's funny. I like her. She has guts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 take the things that you said about mucus and one of the reasons why I thought her character not bad, but maybe a little bit redundant, was that Squillia existed in this season. Well I'm not talking about Squillia. And I feel like a lot of those a lot of those points applied to Squillia, I thought, personally. Was, was Squillia the older one or the daughter? The daughter. The daughter. Oh, okay, yeah. The uh, the influencer alien squid. Yeah, no, she she was funny too, I suppose. She had the tremendous line of what the heckle <laughs> when she realised that heckle had uh, betrayed her. There, was, there was a moment that for a while, I could, there was a line that I could remember that Muka said, and literally, uh, my mind's gone blank now, and I'm sure none of you will remember it because you'll hate the woman. Um <laughs> It's, it's just when she was, they were fighting, she was in her monster form, she was in the car, and it's just, just the way she said something and acted at the time, I was like, I actually found that funny. Oh no, I'm laughing at preschool humour. This is a side effect of being a parent. Good luck, by the way. Um. <laughs> I, um, I hope you realise what you've done here is you've, you've actually taken some of the heat off Bryce and his never-ending love for Elgar. You will now become known. As you know, I have to say, you had no idea how much I restrained myself from saying, but Elgar wasn't in Cosmic Fury when you went to Bryce first on the villain question. <laughs> I thought, no, I won't say it. I won't say it. <laughs> so, um, and obviously as well as, as well as Squillia, there was also Bajillia. Bajillia there, obviously, that's, that's the pun. Um, and she I'm sorry. I, I'm, not, I'm ashamed to say it took me until episode nine to, to realize her name was Bajillionaire. <laughs> Same. I remember. I remember being on episode nine and thinking, "Oh, it's Bajillionaire. Yeah. I get it now." I don't think they said it clear enough until that right. point. I don't. I don't recall. Um, but I think. I don't think she she wasn't bad by any means. I just think she probably she didn't have the same presence as some of the other villains had. And I feel like I think her coming back in the last episode just didn't help her character. Here. Oh. No, no. And I think we can we can uh, we can get to that point later on with the uh, any issues of the finale. But uh, yeah, I think he was. I think some of the um, 
like, but the twist wasn't terrible. I just don't know if it was executed the best. And I feel like uh, the idea of the whole kind of being manipulated by like a weapons dealer and stuff like that was, again, quite a mature storyline for Power Rangers to to kind of take. And it didn't do a terrible job of it either, which is probably even more surprising. So mm. I will uh, I will give them props for that one. So um, we've covered the main heroes and we've covered the main villains uh there were a few side characters maybe not as many as you'd have liked like returning characters for the 30th anniversary but there was there was some side characters cameos and so on in there so uh let's talk about them for a little bit so let's start uh should we start with this time uh let's see the man who puts let me think about it into lightning round jason oh gee thanks um (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna gonna break stride now. Uh, probably heckle. I don't know that. I wish that we would have gotten. Well, you just stole Seth. Well, I just, I just wish that we would have gotten more with him. Um, I'm not the. After once and always, I'm a little burned out on Billy. Um, I, I don't mind him being there, but it. Since once and always left such a disdain taste, that having Billy back wasn't exactly. I was looking forward to as much. Mick was okay, but I, I think I prefer Heckle. Okay, can't argue with any of that. Uh, Mike? Mick, 100%. Oh, I, I, I'm i not only a big fan of Kelson, and I think it's great that he managed to get a role in Cosmic Fury. Um, again, didn't like Mick in Ninja Steel, but he was good in this. He was. He was enjoyable in this. <clears throat> he was very good. He was there. I, I really enjoyed the character of Mick, and again, I've not seen... I've unfortunately watched Ninja Steel. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> and I, did, I kind of didn't really care much for him there. No, same. I didn't. I he was. I thought he was great in this. I think mm. he was. He was really, really good and really well utilized. Um, uh, Seth. Objectively, I think it's Billy, but I'm going to have to say Heckle for very That's personal fine. reasons. That's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that shortly. Um, Bryce. In terms of returning side characters from like. Past seasons, Billy. But if we're just talking like the side characters in general, I think my favorite was actually Tarek. I thought he was like just a real badass for a few times we actually got that's, to see him that season. That's a very, very fair point. Mm-hmm. I think that's that that's a very he's high on my list as well. I think the scene it's it's almost a shame he didn't get some off, I think, in that scene. Um and I think John, you're left. I was gonna say Tarek too, just I think fight scene was really cool he just came off as a real badass uh yeah so i guess while we're on topic uh obviously you two just both picked Tarek, so go for it talk to us about Tarek. i think they they did a good job in dino fury of giving him a good arc they kind of didn't leave them with a lot to, to do with him here and you could tell that but i think they made the most out of the screen time he did get i found his one line um i did not like the fish with feet be very funny. <laughs> uh, Bryce, you were going to see something? Um, yeah, I just thought, just again, for as little as we saw of him, Tarek leading this like resistance against Zed's forces on Earth and have, having this like really cool fight scene and just one of the most badass monster finishers I've ever seen in this show. Uh, he just stood out to me a lot more than he did when he was just straight up the main villain of the previous season. Like I went from not caring about Tarek at all to wishing we had seen more of him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I'd agree with that. Did did 
Um, because obviously I've not seen much of Dino Fury. Did he lose his powers in Dino Fury? Yeah, he gave them to Zeta to make his power up. Yep, and then he immediately got turned into Void King, so it almost felt like his base turn was completely pointless, except just to give Zeta a power up. Oh, right, okay. Because um, I, I was wondering, so why is he not doing it? But uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was the, the, the scene with the finisher, and then he just turned around. It was so too easy. It was like the most anime-looking thing I'd ever seen. It was actually quite anime, wasn't it? It was very, but it was, it was, it was worked in the context of the show. It really worked. I think, again, it's, it's such a good, that's such a strong proponent of the idea of like unmorphed fights being so important because, again, seeing him do that just made his mm. character seem so much more badass in comparison. So I think that is a, that's a, it's interesting the two people here picked him as their number one pick out of everybody. Uh, Billy, well, I guess, was an honorable mention there. Um, and I, I understand Jason's point about obviously I think none of us were particularly enthralled of once and always. I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, but I I feel like Billy was a lot better here. I think his the role he played in this season was was genuinely good. And it's almost like it would have been better had he not come back in once and always. Like if yeah, that's kind of if like this it. was the first time we'd seen yeah. Billy in like twenty five years kind of thing. Well, apparently, timeline timeline wise, this is the first time we see him. Simon can say that all he wants. No, it isn't. Is. No, no. There's so many ways we could argue with that one. Uh, wait, 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 is this this is set before or after? Sorry, this is set after, isn't it? Ignore me. Yeah, after. It's meant to. It makes more sense being before. See, yes. it's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing. Makes more sense being before, but Simon <laughs> oh. has said several times that it's after. Well, it goes back to you know Billy's. Billy's better in Cosmic Fury by far, but because of Once and Always, I think it just diminishes that return in this just a little bit. So I can't I can't rule him as being my favorite returning character. That's fair. I think that's fair enough. I think it's like one of those things where you could say like say, I mean technically you could say all the Dino Fury characters are returning characters technically, but uh, obviously they're kind of like the main characters of the show. But um. I think your nerd glasses are falling off your face there, Jay. You need to uh, push them up a bit more if you're going to be technical. <laughs> oh, we're, 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 we're actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm deeply sorry. Um, I, <laughs> I guess the um, the, the I guess the other popular pick there was Heckle. I knew it was going to be yours, Seth. So go on, it's your time to shine this time. I have waited ten years, <laughs> ten years to see this suit, and you still didn't get to see it properly. Yeah, I'm still not over we the still, silver stripe. That's dumb. We still won't have a figure. Yeah, I'm all aware. <laughs> but dang it, I waited 10 years. They set it up in Dino Charge. They deprived us of it. We got a comic. But now we get to see it on screen, and it's great. It was good. It was one of those things. It's, it's, it's again, it's a nitpick, but it's a forgivable nitpick that we didn't really explain, like, how he was there. Obviously, because he, he kind of had, like, the throwaway line of him being from a an alternate dimension or something. So it's obviously, it'd be mentioned it. We didn't just kind of leave it be. Um, but again, because the execution of it was so good, you can kind of overlook all that because it was just really good to see him, really good to see the suit. Um, and yeah, I think he, he left a really strong impression. I think, Jason, you picked him too? Yeah, I don't think there's really that much more to add to to that. But, you know, number one, you have Ryan's performance you know, as Heckle, I, it, it's always good because he's one of those characters that can ham up a scene really well. And he plays that character very well. But then he's also still kind of that, that 
sly, uh, snidish type of character. And, you know, he's playing both sides there a little bit. And and you get to see the suit, you know, and you know that he's he's a good guy and all that kind of stuff. I hate that they don't really explain too much about him being there because it is kind of one of the most off things where you go, oh, did they just bring him back just to show off that suit? But, you know, as far as that goes, it it just looked good. So. It would have taken just, like, one extra line to explain why he's there, so yeah. Mm, it is, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like I can overlook it because, again, the execution of it was so good, and I think what Jason said there is very a good point, like, they, they literally brought him back just so you could finally see that suit, and for I guess for a lot of people, or at least Seth, that's really all it was, and that's all it took to be a good moment, so it's like a bit of redemption in a way for that character to just, just to kind of get that suit finally in live action. Mm-hmm. And they could have just had a suit filler, but they actually did go through the trouble of having Ryan come back. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth, definitely worthy of praise. I think he was a, he was a nice addition. Um, other cameos that people um, haven't mentioned. There was the um, Commander Shaw from Beloved Season Beast Morphers. Yeah, no one oh. almost care about that. Why was she there? Isn't isn't Devin in her job now? I thought she retired. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I I feel like I've only seen bits of that finale once, but that that did happen, didn't it? Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe I'll change my entire opinion on Cosmic Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, the whole thing sucked. <laughs> Uh, who else? I'm sure there was most some other cameo. Well, I guess there was technically Megazord cameo. I want to include them. No. Uh, <laughs> Beloved no. CGI. Nope. Scrolls. <laughs> That's fair enough. Scrozzle, who's who's still not dead. Yeah. No, that's true. Scruggle, the Scruggle's going to be like the main big bad of the reboot, isn't it? And that's how they're going to connect everything. <laughs> Him and Octoroy are going to come back. We did have men there, you know. Just as a little cameo, not it, and not out of suit, but there. Yeah, that's I. I think because again, the overall season felt like a precursor to Once and Always. It kind yeah. of felt more like Trini to me. Oh, me too. It was Trini's last hurrah before she did a little spin? Before <laughs> she did you <laughs> Oh my god! Before she did you into an explosion? <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel like once we can always cut back to that audio we've got somewhere of us watching that for the first time. We did do something with that someday. We, yeah, we we uh we didn't we did not respond well to that scene at all. It was it was the pause and then the the did did, did they just really do that kind of thing, which was great. And they certainly did. Um, it was it was boomerang around Billy like that. <laughs> no. Oh man! Didn't it have blasted her into Billy? She just got she just got krillined and that was the end of beloved character. Again, again, that's just it's worth pointing that out because yes, obviously we were quite negative about um once and always, but compare that and like the stakes of that where a character dies and it's almost like this bizarre, laughable, did that really just happen moment. To then this show where like say a character loses an arm or um Zato, for example, which we didn't really discuss in the character section, is kind of like basically like dying throughout the show like the more he uses his power he basically like his life slips away and that's all presented with much more 
like gravitas Ventrini's death was. So again, it really helps elevate this show and made this the self-proclaimed kid show just feel a lot more mature and more like on an adult level than once and always did. Everything we were told to expect once and always to, to be Cosmic Fury ended up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, uh, Trini spinning to her Kaboomy Doom was a sight to behold. And speaking of sights <laughs> to behold, we're going to talk about visuals now. Uh, there you go. How's that for a segue? Uh, Did I do you proud? Very much so. Yes. Finally, I've finally done a good <laughs> one. Uh, I do believe this is probably going to be the most contentious part of the show for a lot of people. So we're not just talking about the suits, although that's, I guess that's how we'll start it. But this can really kind of include the weapons, the set designs, the zords, and so on. So uh, let's keep this fair. We'll go around everyone, and everyone can name one suit, their favorite suit from they li- that they liked in the show. And let's try and get as many different ones as we can. So I guess are we talking like favorite original suits or fate or are the Sentai carryover stuff um, that count in this too? Yeah, I th- I think we can. I think that's fair because obviously some of them we did see for the first time, which is why we're going to start with Seth on this one. So Seth, your favorite suit from the show? That's really good. So what actually what actually is his kind of name in Power Rangers? Dark, Dark Ranger. Ranger. Dark Ranger. Okay. Always is a Talon Ranger though. Thought Death Ranger to you apparently. Oh, yes. Okay, so there you go. Seth just had the easy pick, so no one else can pick that one. We're going to have to go through these suits one by one. Um, again, I'll be nice. I'll give it to Bryce because he can pick the next best suit. Ollie. There you go. Very good choice. That was a very, very good suit, and it kind of made some of the other decisions seem a bit more strange in comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, John? Master Zed. I think that's fair. Um, he fought like the Dickens, after all, for that suit. Does he know? <laughs> uh, Mike? Uh, do we say we can have Sentai carryovers? Yes, yeah. Mick? Oh, but in the Ninja Steel. Ninja, okay. Ninja Steel. He is a good suit. That's okay, that's fair. Uh, is that every... uh, John, I think you're the last one to pick there. Oh, you did me, it's Jason. That's uh, me. Oh my me. god. It's me over here, over here. Me, me, me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's okay, I get forgotten a lot in life. Uh, <laughs> don't make me feel terrible. <laughs> can, can I pick a male suit and a female suit? If you want to be greedy, sure. <laughs> uh, let's go with Javi as far as the male suits go, and I'll pick Fern okay. as the female suit. Okay. Well, you absolute son of a bitch, because I was saving myself for last, hoping that no one was going to pick Fern because I was going to go with Fern suit, which means now I can't. You can, you can have um, Fern, you can have Fern, because I my first pick was Javi, so you can have Fern. I, I mean, I may, I may again, I was I mentioned Amelia as a character before, and we didn't actually go into detail on that yet. Um, I guess hers, her, out of all the main Cosmic Fury suits, I think hers is probably, along with Fern's, one of the best. I think they both have the extra element of the skirt, which kind of helps and the overall size of it breaks some of the more questionable decisions. They have the, the brightest colors. Their their colors stand out. Yeah. I think the material worked in them as well. Like it was a really nice like shade and texture of red on Amelia's suit. Um it did look really nice. Um So yeah, obviously, you know, elephant in the room, get out the way. How do we feel overall? Did they grow did they grow on us, guys? Did Hell they- no. No, 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 they did not. There we go. Everything we feared they would be, they were. 
Bryce, this is your time to shine now. You can be as negative as you like. Go for it. I was going to say, these are the worst main team like Ranger suits we have had. And they didn't have to be. Not just because of the Q Ranger or whatever. There were so many little things wrong with these suits that could have kept them from being as terrible looking as they were. And yet, just... Ugh, they Even if you had done something simple like getting rid of the padding... Getting rid of the fake, the fake abs. Getting rid of Zato's, <laughs> Zato's cape, and giving him a color that didn't look like a dry stain. We, yeah, it wouldn't have been the best looking suits, but they would have been passable. But there was, there's just so many little things wrong with those designs that just had me going. We should have just kept the Ryu soldier suits if we can't do Q Ranger. Very, very true. So just, just to clarify, you're saying that you didn't dislike the Cosmic Fury suits just because they weren't Q-Ranger? Oh, I mean, I guess I have a Sentai fixation or something, but, um, no. <laughs> no, as someone who has been advocating for a very, very long time that I would love to see a season with original Ranger suits, the fact that some of my favorite Sentai suits got skipped over has nothing to do with why I hate the Cosmic Fury suits. I hate them because they suck. <laughs> And no, motion did not make them look better. Okay. Seeing them in different lighting didn't make them feel oh. make, make them better. They just suck. I'm done. I think they were just a failure from the ground up. I mean, just very basically, it's a bad color scheme. The colors are all dull. There's You got beige and darker beige, and the only ones that stood out are red and orange. Everything yeah. just kind mm -hmm. of blurs into this matte all dull grayish color scheme and then you have the joanne fabrics foam rubber padding which <laughs> the second we saw those way back when we knew would be an issue and everybody kept saying well just wait we'll just wait we don't see them in motion we don't see them in proper lighting well no those the the issues we had with those day one would only get worse in motion and with proper lighting and we were right Every time they moved, they would crease and wrinkle and bunch up and rock their necks, and they couldn't move in those suits. Why would they design them that way? Or stunt people who need to run and fight and do flips and, and everything. These suits that absolutely cannot move that way. You know what looked even more cumbersome? Whatever that silver stuff was on their sides that wasn't really a part of the uh -huh. suit. It was just, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Yeah, didn't didn't sure someone didn't so <laughs> didn't someone like show like a, a, a clip or a scene or something where it looked like one of the silver flaps had just like fell off or something? Uh -huh. oh. Like it was just kind of hanging out. It was it was it was quite strange. Like no, it's just one of like I say. I think red and orange did look pretty. And one thing I will say as well because I've watched it unrelease and then once with a couple of friends afterwards and. One of my friends pointed out that he didn't like... He's, he's like not really a big Power Rangers fan, but he is a big Sentai fan. And he wasn't a fan of the suits as suits. But when he saw them without the helmets, he did really like them. And he felt like they were probably designed without the helmets in mind. Like, almost like they were just kind of like straight up superhero suits. With like, you know, just with like the, the heads free or like little masks on maybe rather than full helmets. And I kind of do see that point. There is something about them which without the he helmet on, which... It, really big and really blocky and especially uh like you just said about the them bunching up around the neck like i think poor ion in particular his roll call pose oh. like 
he just loses his entire neck. And I got in general got the short end of the but, stick with those suits. They did not go good with the, the blue and gold and just yeah. blue sleeves. Yeah, they just made it so much worse. Yeah, I think the shade of gold as well. But that's kind of always been an issue with like the American, uh, the obviously sorry, the, the New Zealand, I should say, uh, gold ranger suits for fabric they use. It's horrible. I um, almost think it was even color. worse than usual. Cosmic mm. Fury, like I said, it was just had Zato's beige and then Ion's darker beige blue it sleeves. Did. Well, and also in Zato's morph, you know, he kind of, for lack of a better term, looks like a, you know, Ken doll, <laughs> you know, it just, it just, it really is just bad. And the, ba the thing is, is actually, I do like the Zato suit in theory. Execution was really bad. It's like Ghost Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The idea, I, I think, no, that's, that's a fair point, Jason. Like, the, the idea of a suit is good. The execution of a suit is... I mean, when we saw the designs originally, I liked the designs. I really did. I thought, hey, these actually look kind of cool. But I need to see them, you know, in real life. And when we got those, it's like, oh, those did not translate well at all. So there, there's, a, there's a definite break between the person who designed them, who I think did an a really good job with the design, the execution of them is just what's really bad. The artwork looked kind of basic, but it looked okay. And I think Amelia is now a character in Legacy Wars, and um, her suit animator like that looks mm -hmm. really good. It, it, it's not the design itself, other than being a little plain, it's just the execution, the actual ma materials they used. All wrong. Yeah, I I just think from a design perspective, I wasn't in love with the concept art. It I could have lived with it, but seeing the physical suits just makes you realize that the designs themselves were just just complete hodgepodge of these like just completely incoherent and it smack smash pieces that just don't go together to make one good like toku suit design. I, th I think that's the problem. It just felt like there were a whole bunch of different elements thrown in there that just don't mesh well with each other. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think that's a great. And again, I think you said the the art we saw because I don't think we've ever seen the actual concept original like drawings of him. The artwork we saw, which is uh, shout out to Leanne Hanna, who's who's a she's a, she's a good egg. Um, her artwork is overall the best look for those suits. Like I think they do look pretty good in in some of those official artworks. Um, if you look at them, they don't have like the padded muscles on them. They don't. Oh, have they have more of a sentry suit look, kind of that, <laughs> that nice glare sheen to them. You can kind of tell. Them. Yeah, and I think it makes sense because again, she's a sentai fan, so it would make sense that she's kind of almost drawn them like a sentai suit sensibilities, whereas they then weren't designed like that. Unfortunately, with the actual production of them, so it's a shame. And again, it's to shift gears for a moment. I think it's made more of a shame because there is another original suit in the show which is very good which is yep. evil ollie loved it having him turn good and get the cosmic fury suit was a downgrade i think him turning good at the end had a lot of unfortunate effects for the overall ending of a show but i think his suit for now uh go on to tell talk to us about his suit um the suit it felt like uh felt like more of a upgrade of the Ryu soldier design 
than Cosmic Fury did, which is just a shame because the Cosmic Fury suits were supposed to be that, I guess, step up from their Ryu Soldier looks. But Ollie's suit actually kept the feel and like the Ryu Soldier aesthetic while also still looking like something new, actually looking like it could have possibly been a new power or uh, even like a power up like those. It kind of reminded me of not quite a battleizer, but maybe like the team power ups. That's mm-hmm. what it, it felt like, and I, it it just it worked. It, it was something new without completely throwing away what we had before. I'm sorry, Jason. You're just not going to get a toy of it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, other so other, as well as the suits, um, we had different things like new sets, new like stuff like that. Um, obviously Master Zed was a pick. I do believe John picked that one. Design was it was really good, but apparently it was made out of paper and yeah. couldn't be used to fight. <laughs> it, it wasn't a bad design. I liked it, but I think it had the opposite problems of Cosmic Fury. Whereas Cosmic Fury was too simple, I thought that Master Zeb was doing too much. And apparently it was doing too much because it was so much that they couldn't even film a fight scene with it. <laughs> and it, it's kind of frustrating because New Ranger's final villain, which they probably could have used for like fight stuff, did look like an upgraded form of Zed. I feel like maybe... They... I think everyone kind of expected yeah, maybe that. Maybe they should have just done that. As a, I'm not, I'm, yeah. not going to lie. As a villain who was already... Who got shafted when it came to fight scenes in his like original seasons? Not ending the season with an actual Zed fight scene really hurt. Yeah, we can we'll get to that. Yeah. Not that to that to that's a very fair valid point, and we're going to get to that uh, the next section, which I do believe we'll talk about production and story. I'm going to guess we can we can move on there. Was there any other final thoughts on like set design, costume design? Anyone else? They still can't like. <laughs> <laughs> Everything still had that kind of harsh hospital lighting yeah field. but at least the zords actually had cockpits this time so you know that's that's a plus on their end i was gonna say yeah i think even though it used gray and different shades of gray um the zord cockpits looked very much of an improvement over everything we've had for the last few years um probably because they were actually sitting down actual cockpits um, yeah i was gonna say yeah um and it was nice i again just i think in terms of diversifying the frame it was nice having different colors in of different colors of ranges and different colored zords so often like so for example having mick as red ninja steel sitting in with the pink zord and then zato in his champagne pea color um (laughs) sitting in the purple zord things like that i think those blends of colors just so it was something a bit different it was nice to see I was actually going to ask about that because see what people's thoughts on with that because it was quite a strange. I think did did Simon say on Twitter a while back? Sorry, X. It may have been Twitter at the time. I don't know. Um, Still Twitter. Like something along the lines of, "Oh, the, the Rangers' colors doesn't necessarily reflect what colors are we going to have." And yeah, because like such a strange thing to say and to do, but then in in. Uh, execution did people overall like that i didn't i didn't mind it i thought it, I thought it worked as, as someone who's never really cared about the zord fights either way it i didn't really have too many complaints about it i i, I was fine with it i guess i think i kind of like it more that way than having the auxiliaries just be kind of 
kind of their own thing and the rangers never take control of them i think it was kind of a neat little deal to have the rangers pilot piloting all these different zords just go around versus just pushing a button and these two auxiliaries come in and attach instead it did remind me of um how in the past two dinosaur seasons um dino charge slash ryu soldier and Fury user slash dino Oh, I got the dinos mixed up. Whatever. In the past couple of dino seasons, we did. <laughs> they did kind of play around with that, like mixing match, mi- ah, mixing, mixing and matching who goes in what Megazord. I, I think it, it felt like kind of an extension on that, where usually you could have like any ranger in any Megazord. Now you had like any ranger just piloting any individual Zord. Yeah, I think that's it. It kind of makes them feel more like a cohesive team in some ways. It does. I think it also makes them stand out as a team a bit more, like the fact that this was meant to be the last series. And also, what bugged me a little bit was how these were the legendary Cosmic Fury Zords. It's like, why have they got the word Fury in it? That seems convenient. Um, <laughs> They're remnants of Pashwa. <laughs> but, but that aspect of it, I feel like it helped kind of make them feel a bit more special, that it wasn't the red for red green for green it had that mix and match element it added to their all oh, these are these are special ancient things that we've never heard of before but yeah yeah like the mix and match thing is a good point and i think again it would that would help i think that would really help sell the gimmick of mix and match with the toys so you can buy the different toys and mix and match there were toys, yeah. and toys? there we go there we go that's the route i was going for such a missed opportunity nothing for you to buy jason okay. i'm sorry just have to try again we'll next get three time. figures three figures you know instead you know that that's i don't know if you're gonna get them mate to be honest come out yeah we didn't even know when those are coming just show up like at ross one of these days you know for like four bucks <laughs> okay so with that all said and done uh i guess we're up to the big one which is the over production um which i guess is kind of a big over encompassing thing to talk about we all tie things in from the writing the story pacing editing lighting cinematography i honestly taking all those things into account i would say that this is probably the area which kind of helps elevate Fury. i mean just about everything that the series has done like everything's other than i guess the movie i guess there's probably no real like linear way to lighten around this one so how about we'll pick our specific favorite moments from the show um and then we can kind of go into detail from there so i guess if we have a little moment to think about that but we'll start with uh who we not started with on these before oh worked up nicely mike mr big time director tough guy let's go you you can't tell me to think about something and then jump to me my goodness, the pressure. I was telling everybody to think about it. But, you know, it's just a look uh, of the grow. I, I couldn't pick Jason first on this one, could I? We'd be here all day. The uh, something, something good, yes? Yes. Um, the very Eurovision-esque song that they performed while infiltrating the, the Zed's thing. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that's fair. I, I, I was impressed with that more than a lot of other things in the show because like looking at it just on its own it feels like such a daft standalone like episodic silly plot but the way it was tied into the story and the way it was it kind of further progressed things yeah um and like tied into like javi's storyline tied into fern storyline it was just, it was just really well executed. That's how it, you do that kind of storyline. It was, it was really impressive. 
and the fact it came from the same i'm presuming the same uh songwriters as great to be human (laughs) and we and i'm guessing presumably may the power protect you um the fact it was actually a catchy song that wasn't absolutely god awful that i wanted to cut my ears off bad that's that's that was great you know that helped not only like you said where it had actual key progress to the plot in, in terms of progression and had meaning behind it the fact it was actually decent to hear again in a comical way yeah that that was that was fantastic because when there was that when i first heard about it being a song i was like oh great this is going to be absolutely terrible turns out the terrible song came at the very very end um <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. If we had to pick out a standout scene, it would be honestly, uh, ironically, the one that spells out the word hate. Um. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the um, the um, the disguises they were wearing too, and it was all like kind of like kit bash suits and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, I like the effort they went through with those. It's cool. Thanks, Mike, for being the uh, the guinea pig there. You t- you took that shot. Everyone else has had time to think now, so. Uh, John, let's go with you. I would say overall, the morphs were really good all season. I think the, the actual dedicated morphing sequence was a little too slow, and there was like the weird focus on the belts, but just aesthetically really worked. I, there were some really top-notch insta-morphs, especially um, Ollie's. That was incredible. He, he was recreates so the Dino Fury morph just in real world, and it looked really, really cool. It's it's almost a shame, like, but I feel like they didn't do that throughout the show. For most Intimorphs, they've just kind of like slammed the floor, kind of. Because just seeing that in real time would be that would be that would have been really great. That was such a good that was such a good moment. I liked them flipping their cosmic orbs into the morpher and just not really cool. Cosmic tree morphers in general are just beautiful. Yeah, I love the morph. They they did a really the good job. Themselves. Really good job with the props. Yeah. I love the oh, okay. morphers. I love the, the toys. Uh, yeah, we can move on to you. Is that is that would you say the weapons? favorite so do you go for like maybe um, a specific scene from a design standpoint the weapons are my favorite thing about cosmic fury but as if we're talking about favorite moments it's it's two things one is that again that really quick fight the terror cat where he just is one, one of the few like characters to be able to kill a monster without morphing and then the other one is just that really nice conversation that amelia and ion had but that was a uh, just great acting when he was stranded when he was stranded on the ship and they were talking about missing zato and yep. ollie and stuff yeah that yep. was re- I, I agree yep that was exactly the type of scene that honestly both of those characters needed um it it really like drove home to me like wow ion actually is getting better both in acting and like just as a character in general so i, I yep. just 100%. and like just as an aspiring screenwriter just really really sappy just scenes with two people talking like that 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 always really gets me those were like my favorite scenes to write so they always usually end up being like my favorite scenes to to watch just two characters having a heart to heart that's a very fair point and actually i'm I'm glad you brought that up because i think that scene i was the exact same that scene for me really drove home Ion, I was just like, wow, is, is Ion my new favorite character? Like, what the hell? How did this happen? But I think because it just it felt so raw and so real, like, 
he just got his best friend back, who would, you know, he, again, from like a more like sentimental to someone, their best friend, the idea of obviously getting them back and then losing them again would just be like, completely heartbreaking. So to kind of see yeah. that and have it like portrayed in a believable way and have like dialogue and obviously Amelia's characters kind of going through her boyfriend who they've only, you know, recently got together and all of a sudden like stripped away from her. And she's kind of been thrust into this position where she's got to lead. And again, I feel like that was probably the turning point where I felt like, oh, I can see why Amelia, because she's she's kind of handling all of this really well. Um, yeah, no, and but again, from a t- a creative team that's given some of the hands down worst like moral lesson moments in the entire franchise, to go from those kind of conversations to a conversation like this with actual fans was very impressive i thought so mm-hmm. i think some people might think that's a really weird choice for a scene but no no uh, it was it was great um who have not picked here seth i believe you are next i mean the moment i would pick is pretty obvious so to avoid being repetitive <laughs> Unleash the i, I power. like when ollie shot the hole through that monster fatality <laughs> Ollie wins. <laughs> that was that was extremely good. Jason, I've not picked you last again, have I? Yeah, it's okay though. Oh no, no I'm technically I'm last. Oh, it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. You, you go. picked you. him last. Yeah. I I'm picking me last. I could have picked me first. It's fine. So there are a lot of great moments, but one that stands out to me that's kind of my personal favorite is when Solon gets to grow big, and then she's just like. Walking around, having yeah, a, that was great. Having a great time, just like stepping on the enemies and all that kind of stuff, and it's just having a blast with it. And I just think it's probably one of those standout moments for me, where you know she's just having a really good time with it, and and it's something that we don't see a lot of um, on the good guy's side of a monster being large. One of those campy things that again, it's not cringy; it's just fun. Where she's like, "Well, it was fun while it lasted, as she's shrinking back down." They can find that balance of, of campy and cringy. It, that's what Power Rangers has always sold at. Solon in general is just great. Overall, with Dino, not Dino Fury, because that's definitely not true, but with Cosmic Fury, it, there were issues I had with how certain characters were handled, but overall I did like everyone this time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think even some characters where like maybe the acting wasn't as strong as others, I feel like maybe had some moments, either with a dialogue, just like the actual character moments themselves. Uh, like Fern is a really good example. Fern was great. If someone said to me, oh, Fern was their favorite character, I'd welcomely accept that. And I think Izzy's often cited as a character that kind of got the short end of a stick in this season, a little bit compared to Dino Fury. But I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Izzy and Fern um, chemistry throughout the whole thing. I thought it was really sweet and and again, it's probably the best handling of a of a romantic couple in the entire franchise. And one thing I'll always say in in terms of characters who aren't given a lot plot wise, I can forgive that and even still consider the character to be handled really well if the character at least has some type of presence. And that's something I felt like Izzy never stopped having. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I thought well, I think it, it helps that I, I really think she's the standout actress in the entire show. Like I oh, yeah. of all the characters i feel like i was shocked to learn that she was actually the actress was kiwi because her accent is impeccable compared to some of them that we've had over the years yeah i think a lot of the time where we come into play is too many times in rangers you know you could write these these lines of dialogue and stuff for 
you know, a certain person, but almost anybody on the show could deliver that line and not really take, you know, it doesn't really matter too much. Cosmic Fury, it felt like everybody that was delivering their lines, like either those lines were very specifically written for them or they were delivering them in a way that felt like that was their their time to shine or their their point to make and stuff. Whereas other shows, you can kind of interchange the characters and it doesn't change too much of the dynamic. In this, it really feels like those characters were honed in on and made a, a drastic improvement and the overall quality of the show. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah, every character had a very like distinct voice, I guess. So it really felt like the characters were acting like how the characters would act in those scenes. It wasn't just like place over dialogue. It was kind of all. Yeah, I mean, like like contiguous. Well, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, Ion being concerned about Zato. Yes, everybody would be concerned about him. But you switch that in the regular show, they might have had some kind of line or whatever, and you could interchange anybody in for that this really felt personal for Ion, you know? So there was, there was a nice yes. dynamic between lines of dialogue and it felt like they were actually for that particular person, not just the run of the mill writing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I was, I, I didn't pick a specific moment. Um, I, in some ways I'm actually going to give the nod to the use of continuity, which is very surprising because that's, it's never been a strong suit. From what I can remember of Zed in the, I think I've seen I saw him in one or two episodes of Dino Fury. I don't think he was, he was Sledge. Ah, yes, of course. Zed. You know. Edge, yeah. Edge, yeah. Lord Zed in a Sledge variety. Um, but this, like the continuity here, I just felt was much stronger. Like, say for example, just the simple fact that the planet at the start of the this season was Zodnia, which is the planet where. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers got the Shogun Zords from originally. And then obviously Billy referenced this. And it wasn't just kind of like throwaway reference. It kind of, it worked. It wasn't just, it didn't like interfere with anything. It just felt like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how you like build the law and work on established things about like, I personally didn't hate the, the New Tech City line. I know some people did. Um, I don't hate it as much as I did when I first watched it, but this feels like kind of, Seeing it, it way almost retconning SPD, seeing its entire history into the next six months. See, I didn't get that from it as much as I did with the very unfortunate inclusion of SPA in Once and Always. It just kind of sounded like they were basically there was a lot of like say intergalactic refugees because of Zed's war, and they were to find somewhere for them to live. They were housing them in New Tech City. To me didn't mean they were only just setting up New Tech City then. To me, it just sounded like, well, New Tech City exists in that world. It's a place where aliens, you know, are welcome anyway. So it kind of suggests that it already exists and there's always, already some aliens there and kind of building that population, which would then, you know, in two years' time of, you know, be where SPD's at. So, you know, it's obviously, it's some, it's some of that headcanon stuff filling things in, which obviously is never great. But I also feel like it doesn't directly contradict anything either. Like, it's stretch this time to kind of fill in those blanks whereas spa was the exact opposite spa kind of directly hurt continuity this just kind of felt like okay i still feel like John it was... just passed out in just <laughs> no sorry my desk is falling apart go on brace i still feel like the whole thing with spd every time they 
right to imply that it's still the same continuity as the rest of the show. It every attempt just still feels really sloppy to the point where I just feel like it they would have been better off just as we've gotten closer to twenty twenty five, just say SPD was a separate timeline like RPM and Dino Charge. At this point I don't I don't think the continuity headache is worth it at this point. Because there there's still yeah, there there's just still so many questions it raises. Like I said, I didn't mind this one too. No, SPA is a different story, obviously, but I feel like I don't know. I, I... We'll say it's very nitpicky. That like that's a yes. very small issue I have. So yeah, in in the I feel like in, it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, exactly. I think in 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 once and always the nitpicks added up to where basically there was they were basically overflowing any positive. It wasn't really a nitpick. It was a a serious issue. And yes, precisely. Yes, here exactly. it's just a nitpick. Yeah, and I think it's fair. And again, I I I personally didn't. Hate this one. I I thought it worked fairly well. Um, but obviously each of their own in that one. Yeah, I feel like there was just a lot of good moments throughout. Like again, the characters got to shine. Um, some of some of the action scenes got to got to really shine. And there was just yeah, there was just a lot of good moments throughout. Which then will bring us all the way to the ending because I feel like this is a contentious thing we may discuss because I feel like even as someone who's having watched it twice, is still very positive about it. I thought the rewatch in some cases even helped it. Um, the ending still does feel a little flat. I will say, for me, that it's a very good ending to, like, say, the Dino Fury story of this particular era. Uh, and for these characters, I think for a 30-year ending, it really does leave a lot to be desired, personally. Yep. I will hand the baton over to someone else now. Not having that final fight with Zed really, really, really hurt it. That, that's not my only issue, but that's that's my biggest one. I just... I, I, I was really let down by just the whole climax of the finale in general. Um, I Again, I do think that within the confines of the, the Simon saga, it was an alright ending. Not one I would have loved, but it would have been okay. But like Jay said, this is the grand finale to Power Rangers, and we're ending it without the Rangers even getting to fight one of Power Rangers' most noteworthy villains. Instead, we're doing a, we're doing a, um, you know, let's let's make peace and work together, and you know, solve this problem without fighting type of thing. Like the, that's nice kids show message and all, but come on, y'all, it's Power Rangers, it's Lord Zed, it's Lord Zed in the new form. Are you telling me, Bryce, if Jonathan Kent didn't go up to Injustice Superman oh and say, because hey. <laughs> that's what it that's was. Why, that's why it was so lame. They were copying the lamest Superman. <laughs> I, I need Zed to backhand Zato. <laughs> Zed just calling Zato a sanctimonious and then backhanding. There you go. I, that that would have made funny. it better. In some ways, it's it's tricky because I can see the point they were going for, and I th- it's like not even a bad thing to try and do, like to have like the finale of a season. Well, I can say the finale of the entire show, and I think that's kind of where some of the issues are. At. But I think the en- an ending to a show, and especially with maybe a more than like Lord freaking Zed, <laughs> um, but like having you know the kind of final final. Ba- in fact, they did. They kind of did in some way because that was uh. Rancic? I was I was just about to bring that up actually. They did have an yeah. ending that ends with like the villain making peace with the team, but they at least remembered to have a fight scene, and they at least yes. remembered to, yeah. to make the scene leading up to all that like 
actually tense. Well, I think that's what we've talked about before in just our discussions too, is that you can keep basically that final episode or final two episodes or whatever exactly the same, except the one thing that I would change is Bajilla is already dead and gone, doesn't come back. And secondly... Yep, that was pointless. Yes, exactly. And then two would be the Rangers are fighting Zed. They figure out the only way to contain him is to put him in the tube. Then, you know, it's going to go nuclear and explode. So then they do the talk. I I think everything would have worked out fine. You just, you had your, you had your appetizer and you had your dessert, but the meal was lacking spice. You know, it just, it didn't have what it really needed. We just... Uh yeah. We needed that final confrontation with Zed, basically. For me, like even taking out the wrapping up thirty years part of it, I don't think it even was a climactic end to this specific show. It felt like the other nine episodes were building to something we just never got. Sidelining Zed to have final quote unquote fight to be with Bajilia, who was just at the end of the day a one of the mill unmoving face Sentai villain style suit dropped the ball, I think yeah. pretty hard. Then we spent half the episode hearing Javi sing and there wasn't enough there to, to even wrap up these ten episodes, never mind thirty. Well, I mean years. I personally wouldn't have minded if we you know, the other Megazords show up of course, but we always have heard, oh the other Ranger teams are are captured or the other ranger teams are fighting and it's like we don't get to see any of that and had had maybe of just yeah. you know a, a lost galaxy ranger a, a ninja storm ranger a, you know something like that would have just they didn't even have to be the people playing them it didn't have to be leo there you know it doesn't have just the suits themselves you could have had them in a in a cross battle of some kind you know would have really made it yeah. that much better you know it would have capped off the 30 year anniversary far better I'm I'm going to even open up this this little compromise. Suppose they really just didn't have the time or the resources to get all those old ranger suits or all or to actually film any like scenes with them or whatever. Okay, so maybe in that case don't do the pointless and quite frankly unbelievable thing where Zed's forces somehow conquered every single ranger team on earth. Keep it contained to Dino Fury. Keep it with them. Make just have it be Zed took over the Dino Fury Ranger City, and I don't know. He put some kind of barrier or whatever in front around it, so the other Ranger teams couldn't get in and help. There was just, I just as soon as we heard, oh, Zed's forces, which we find out are literally just his foot soldiers on Earth, somehow defeated and captured every single Ranger team. They defeated the Mystic Force team? They defeated the Ninja Storm team? Like, no, I'm not... I wasn't it's a little hard it. to swallow. That was something you, abso- you absolutely needed to show that if you're going to if you're gonna say that happened. Are you uh, saying that Mystic Force is the strongest Power Rangers there's ever been? Or as much as I hated them, yeah, I, I, I think they probably are, like, one of the strongest teams. Meanwhile, we have nothing to suggest the Dino Fury team. Are- and then to yeah. tell us that he's beating all these teams... Then the Cosmic Fury team just talks him down, said, hey, please stop, and then he does. <laughs> See, again, one thing I will say towards that, and again, maybe Devil's Advocate a little bit, um, but again, having watched it for, say, the second time, it kind of eased my feelings towards some of that stuff, because a lot of the talking in that scene with Zed was with Ollie. 
it wasn't just so much like Zeto was saying, oh, do this. Kind of said, told him during his time with him and kind of, you know, using that father-son relationship I was talking about before to kind of appeal to him. Now, the problem there is that it's, number one, it's Lord Zed. And number two, it's still supposedly Lord Zed. As so it feels quite strange that it would have an effect in in theory just as purely as, as as like writing of a show it does work to some degree i just think for lord zed as a character like the the legacy character of lord zed that's for me where it it kind of falls apart and then obviously the, the ending with it's like his worst nightmare is like living with rita it's yeah it just it feels like people who don't really get the character all that well kind of just doing something fun. And it was a funny moment, but it was just didn't it live without it. I don't know, it just didn't really sit <laughs> yeah, it, too yeah. great with me. I, I get it. It I, I was mixed on that too. It was like, yeah, it was entertaining and a quick laugh at how deep they were that we couldn't get we got Robo Rita suit just without the robot face. <laughs> that headpiece that head piece was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Giant headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Carnival, but um, parade head. Yeah, I, I think we could have done without that. It, it, it still just all in all felt like a really bad wrap up for Lord Zed. And again, not one single mention of the fact that both Zed and Rita are already, or they're literally good versions of them that exist in this world that we're just not acknowledging at all. Yeah, that wasn't mentioned at all, was it? Nope. Like, not even no, oh, is isn't, and isn't Rita. Rita is um, the mystic, mystic mother. mother, yeah. Which feels like, again, like a major thing that you would try and incorporate. You could even say that should have been a ways, but I, I'll give one to know always a pass just this one time, this one time only, just because that was really... Should have only just focused on Mighty Morphin as it was, whereas obviously something like this, which is wrapping up 30 years, really should have elaborated on that some more. Or they didn't even have to show him or anything, just bring up the fact that, again... There is a good version of Zed out there. Maybe if you don't want to recast Robert, Robert Axelrod, don't show him. But just explain why we're not seeing him or acknowledging his presence at all. Maybe he felt guilty over all his past transgressions and he killed himself. Like you could. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Heck, you could have even had like they. I don't know, the Cosmic Fury powers came from Billy working in collaboration with this this reform Zed. I, I would have I would have taken like just anything to to just acknowledge the fact that this happened. Because clearly they know what happened. They brought up the Z Wave and they made a whole plot point around the quote unquote reverse Z Wave. So they know, but this we're just ignoring that fact. I mean they only know what they watched in a Link Harbor video. <laughs> Right that happened in the Link R video. <laughs> he made a whole music video out of the Sea Wave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, no wonder it's stuck stuck in the mind. Then, jeez. Which again, again, that's one of those bits where it's just just the, the idea of the the Z Wave being such an integral part of this, and then um, the thing that we've not mentioned, we're not really talking about Zato much at all, which is. Quite funny since he was supposedly the main, before, most important, before, the Zenith character yeah, of the show. I think that's the problem. Before we move away from the villains, though, show of hands, should we have had Dark Spectre be the big bad instead of Lord Zed? No. No, because I don't think they would have done that well. I, I feel like he needed that 
whole he never really got to fight or do anything redemption a lot more than Zed did. And I thought that would have actually done a lot more to make things go, make things come like full circle than bringing Zed back. I, I, I've, I had that problem too with, um, Final Fury, but in this season in particular, I just really kept thinking in the back of my head, probably should have been Dark Spectre. I mean, I think again, we just kind of have to accept the fact that Zed is the more. Oh yeah. No, no, I, of the two, I get it. I'm so... just, I'm just speaking like just narratively, would it have worked better? Oh yeah, yeah. As, as again, like like we said, it's not just MMPR. This is thirty years, so I do, I, I do understand the point. Obviously, we got stuck with Zed because we needed a legacy villain who's more of a legacy villain than Lord Zed. So again, I'd I'd take Zed as a villain over Dark Spectre any day of the week. Dark Spectre's just a big like, I'm a big angry oh, yeah. Muppet from the Turbo movie. Yeah, Dark, kind of thing, Dark you know? Spectre sucked. That's why I was I was thinking he probably he, he needed this, <laughs> he needed this redemption. Um, whereas yeah, I think Lords again, I'd. It's one of, again, it's one of those things I wouldn't trade anything for the Lord Zed that we got in this. So I think it was, again, all of them, we obviously we've been quite negative about the ending. But again, having, having rewatched it, the ending wasn't so bad that it then ruined the rest of the show watching it again. Okay. And to be fair, I feel like most opinions that you see online are it's a solid show with a bit of a weak ending. So yeah. that's kind of a very common consensus yeah. running through the season. Not just us being. <laughs> I really, it's, I, I honestly, I don't think we've been too about that. I think the end. I oh, think no. the end. I, I was bits of the end, and I like. I, I even, I didn't love the Zaytho is Zordon. Ugh, hated that. But like, it wasn't too bad. I guess I don't know. It could have been. It could. It could have been a lot worse. Go on, Seth. I don't really mind it until at the end where they have to go. See, guys, it was Zordon. We we confirmed it. Yeah. Just the scene by itself, yeah. I don't Leaving it ambiguous and, again, not making it super obvious as they did, I think that would have worked a lot better. But I still also think that that was unneeded. It was. I, I would have preferred they not do it. But it's... I See, for me, I feel like it was, it was needed in a way that it sets Billy up for what he's about to do in Once and Always. I think well, no, Simon double... Simon doubling down does nothing but really ruin his own show <laughs> because oh. <laughs> it's like it's a it works stronger as a prequel to that because now my issue with it is that it kind of it really ruins the character of Billy because you go from you know this really great mentor like you he felt like he, he was a really just a really well done character in Cosmic Fury so but he's also result you know he's basically inadvertently killed his best friend. And <laughs> basically setting this after once and always means he's not only not learned that lesson, he's potentially going to do uh, yeah. it again. <laughs> right. Like, 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 like too really next. Darity brought back Rita. He knows what searching in this void can do. He knows there's lots of other villains, including another Zed out there. He could bring back, even though they just defeated a, a Zed. Just, oh, well, let's just try again. Maybe then you'll just get that. Brought back Mondo this race. time. <laughs> King Mondo. He brings that Quarrelod. Oh. <laughs> what I find funny though is that I know obviously we didn't, uh, we saw it as an audience, but they didn't see what I unexperienced. But it's like he literally, basically described a scene him in heaven, in the good place. Do you know what I mean? And Billy's response is, "He's still out there." It's like, no, he's literally <laughs> seen him on death's door. He's not still out there. Come on. <laughs> it really, yeah, I, for, I forgot again, because this is before Once and Always, right? 
No, this is after. No, no, after. No, it's after. That's the problem. Simon swears it is after. Okay, so, so, which makes again makes no sense. But um, again, it it really does drive home the fact that Billy did not learn anything from watching his friend die because of him. Right. I mean, from the looks of it, he was ready to sacrifice men in that Zord fight there and then. He's just like, like right, let's go. For five Zords, let's, let's just go for the fall. Like, dude, last time, you, lost one, last time you tried to resurrect the dead, you lost one of your friends, you left a little girl an orphan. Like, <laughs> But Billy's like, it's all right, she's not got any kids this time. You're down an alpha, <laughs> you're, you're down an alpha model. <laughs> oh, oh, Diva <laughs> just came back and killed Tommy. <laughs> Oh, just, uh, it, yeah. it, it just, felt it's... a little. Is tone deaf the right word here? Um, stupid. I think tone. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think if it's if Simon's insisting that this has to come after once and always, I'd say it's tone deaf towards Billy's character. Definitely. Could have just lied to us too and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's a prequel." The only thing that that keeps me from saying that this um this could have been a prequel to Once and Always is didn't they not have the Zords and. Well, they came back online and once and always. I thought I thought they still didn't have the Dino Megazord anymore. They had it. Um, they had they had to. Yeah. They said they had to work to make a saber tooth tiger work without Trini's. Okay, it was just Trini Zord that wasn't um. But yeah, okay. They had all their Zords. All right. I I didn't know if it was that or if they actually had to put like make all the Zords like functioning again. All right, then yeah, in that case. This should have been before once and always. In my heart, it is. <laughs> I think, yeah, headcanon, it works. It works better as a prequel. It's, <laughs> it's overall. So, um, speaking of overall, I guess we've kind of reached the, uh, the natural end point of this. We've kind of we're literally at the end of the show. Um, and while, yes, I know we're not too fond of the ending, I personally don't think that it affects the majority of the show whatsoever. I was very pleasantly surprised by the show. I, again, a rewatch. I enjoyed it even more. Um, overall, ranking-wise, if we're going to go give it a score, I guess I'll start this time for once. I'll pick me first. Um, I I will go with a very strong and very high 8 out. I think, had the ending been just a, a smidge more conclusive, um, it would have been 9 easy. 9 easy. But for now, I'd say 8 out of 10. Like happily, comfortably, eight out of ten. Very, very impressive, and it's again, it 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 goes out strong if that's the case. So, um, next up, the first person I will pick is Jason. Hey, all right, yay. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think probably about a solid eight for me. I've actually gone up in um, gone up in my score. It's kind of like what you said, Jay, that. You know, the ending, had they have stuck the landing, it would have been a solid, you know, nine for sure. But for me, that ending kind of threw it down an extra point. So let's go with, a, with an eight out of ten. Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, that matches up with mine. Really. And again, I think it's worth the ending being, again, not, I, think, I don't think it's terrible. I don't even think it's necessarily bad. I just think it's not as becoming as the rest of the season one. And I think it's again, it's not so bad that it drags it down. No, but those first, the the first episode to the eighth episode, you know, are or to the ninth episode are really strong, and then it didn't stick the landing. So if you count anything before the finale, I would say that you'd definitely be at a nine. But that finale just brings it down. Yep, agreed. Um, John, 
exactly the same. I'd say 8 out of 10, and it would have been 9 if they had just had a better final fight. I think that's all it really needed. At the end of the day, it's a superhero show. It should end with a big, epic final fight. If it had, it would have been a 9. But but like you said, it wasn't so bad that it, it brings the whole, the whole thing down. So, 8 out of 10. Okay. Seth? I'll break the trend and say a 7 out of 10. It's oh, okay. mostly very good. It fumbles in some places, but it is still the best Power Rangers has been since 2015. Not counting the movie. Okay, Bryce? Um, I'm also with Seth. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I really liked it. I think it kind of falls apart in the final act. Not just the final episode, but just that whole that whole like last stretch of episodes. But overall, it was very solid. I think it's up there with like Final Charge and Jungle Fury as like the lowest a season can be and still be good. So yeah. It is the bar every season should clear. Yeah, that. Or should at least match. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I I mean for, I'd I I'd, I'd go beyond that. I um I'd actually include ten. I think it was it was better than the the average of what I feel like Power Rangers should be. I feel like it did a it did a lot of things better than a lot of other seasons, which is something that I can't say for a lot of recent seasons. Either. So, for me personally, I'd 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 say it's the average. But I I think um, it had a lot of ambition. I'll give it that. I just don't. I, yeah, yeah, I just don't know if it if if it met those ambitions as well as I had hoped that they it would. Okay, that's fair. I think I think for me, just having that ambition really like took it a long way. It was the fact that it was serialized and a shorter episode count, I think, is what really played into its favor there. Definitely helped it, yeah. Yeah, it, it, again, that's one of those yeah. things where I understand where the limitations come from, but they don't affect my overall feelings on it. Yeah, fair enough. I think having it, obviously, 10 episodes means it's shorter, means it's a quicker watch, which means Mike's nephew's got to watch it a billion times, apparently. So, Mike, what is your final score of the show? <laughs> Um, I would have said a seven, but then I think about the M and M of it all, Mick and Mucus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now it's an eleven out of ten, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, would have to raise it to an eight to agree with some others here. Okay, so I'd say overall a score of seven point five ish out of ten. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Plus, we balance that out, and yeah, I think I I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm. I'm very glad it exists. It went in pessimistic and it proved me wrong. So, yep. yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can't be bad. It's all Simon's fault. <laughs> it was one of those things that you really kind of wanted to go in hating it just because of everything that had been going on Twitter, you know, the forums and whatnot. But, you know, it really surprised a lot of us. It did. It overachieved. And then the podcast died. <laughs> Much like the Just show. Just like the show. <laughs> and that wasn't even a segue we set up. <laughs> no outro or anything or music. It just ends. Just fades out. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, that is, that is, in fact, the end of the franchise. We've got no more reviews to do. Unless you ever want to review the comics, which will just be Bryce talking to himself. Luckily, we have 30 years of nostalgia to about and... We've got a lot more to get through. We've got watch-alongs we want to do, more legacy content we want to cover. Um, we have content we, for years. We can do retro reviews. We've got toys to talk about. We've got a whole lot of stuff coming. So 
if you know if Hasbro doesn't want to keep the franchise alive, we still can. So uh, yeah, so overall, I think yep, we all really like Cosmic Fury. We're all you know sad that it's over, but maybe glad that it's the worst days are behind it. Hopefully. Hopefully, we've got some good stuff to look forward to in the future. I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. I appreciate that. And follow us on social media and all that kind of stuff.